Hey, y'all. Welcome to another episode of Culture and Conservation. I'm Michaela. I'm Morgan. And this is where we talk about all things culture and all things conservation because we're trying to make conservation more culturally relevant. Ding! <laughs> And so today's episode is honestly perfectly blends culture and conservation. We are very excited to have this discussion. Um, So let's just go ahead and get right into it. We are discussing um, the controversial name of the McCown's long spur. I think I'm saying that correctly. Um, so it is a like a grassland. Is it a songbird? I believe it's a songbird. Yeah, yeah. I should look that up. It but looks like a songbird. It does, but I do know that it's a grassland species. Right. Um, so this little bird was named after a Confederate general um, named John P. McCown. Um, and just a little bit of background on this gentleman um he was considered not a gentleman <laughs> yes this gentleman um he was considered an amateur ornithologist um and he is credited with discovering this bird um and so about 10 years after he so-called discovered the bird um he joined the confederate army and served as a major general um and previous to being in the Confederate Army. I don't know if you saw this, Morgan, um, in your research, but he was involved in forcible relocations of Native Americans. Um, sounds about sounds right. about, Yeah, yeah. Um, and he is actually the only member of the Confederate armies whose um, name is born by a bird. Well, look at them having achievements. Which is honestly very interesting. I expected there to be way more when you consider the amount of like birds that are named after people, mm -hmm. I fully expected there to be more. But um, so just a little bit about like how he discovered the birds. Um, this is about like the 1850s. He was stationed in Texas as an army officer. Um, he was out, I don't know, guess, guess shooting birds for the day. Right. Like, I don't know. Um, but he shot at a group of larks, a group of birds. Um, and after he like examined his kills, he noticed that there were two birds or two examples of birds that he'd never seen before. Mm -hmm. um, so he prepared the specimens and sent them to some ornithologist friend of his who named the bird after yeah. him. Yeah, because that was like a common practice mm -hmm. of the time um, when people found species that had never been discovered before. Um, they would uh, name the species after who discovered it, so to speak. Right. Um, and so, I don't know if you know this fun fact, there are 142 North mm -hmm. American English common bird names um, that are named after people. Yeah, I read that. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. I think, I thought it would have been more. That's yeah, still a lot. I, but there are a lot of birds. Yeah, yeah, honestly. I don't know how many, I need, I need to see how many birds we have and then compare that number like how many species fair and then compare that and then i can feel i can you know have more context i That's, mean 142 is a lot but yeah. when you like if you're a bird or amateur or not you know it's just, it's a lot of birds out here yeah there there really are so um, that number is, is seemingly small right and so so just a little bit into like the debate about the name change because right. 
there has been some long-standing debate about um, this bird's name being changed. Um, so it first came to light, well, public issue in like 2018, some grad student figured out who this bird was named after and, you know, like called attention to it. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we don't want, we feel like everybody, if we want to make conservation and birding more inclusive, people shouldn't have to like be thinking about some Confederate general, you know, right. when they're doing this hobby. Um, but his proposal was shot down um, by, was it the North American, what are they called? The North American Classific Classification Committee, which is a part of the American Ornithological Society. Okay. Right. Um, they turned it down on the grounds of cultural sensitivity. I don't know what that means. I, I tried to figure it out, but they were just very hesitant to change the name. I was like, who's on the committee? We're we not going to get into that. Okay. But we, can, we probably who, have some ideas, though. Who's on the committee? Right. <laughs> um, so they shot it down. But then, of course, this all came back to light um, in 2020 after the murder of George Floyd. So, I, and then it was after that, and then after the whole Christian Cooper incident. Yeah. And so, everybody in America is just reckoning with, like, oh my gosh, racism's everywhere. What are we going to do it about it? It literally just infected everything. Right. And so, this little guy's um, name. It became an issue again. And um, the committee decided to um, reevaluate the proposal, like, or put together a new proposal, actually, that framed the name change against current events, like the backdrop of current events, which I don't, I don't really understand why that would have made a difference, knowing that the man was already who he was, mm -hmm. you know, two years prior to all of these horrible incidents happening in 2020. Right. But Nonetheless, they reframed the proposal and they changed the bird's name in August, I believe, in August of 2020 to the thick-billed longsbird. These are these are the common names, by the way. Um, changed the name to the thick-billed uh, longsbird, which is more indicative of how the bird actually looks. Um, and so before, before I ask you what I want to ask you, Morgan, um, the common name has changed which is great, amazing. But when you look at the scientific name, mm -hmm. I don't know if you noticed. Yeah, I saw it. The species is, it's a- McCowney. It's the Latin derivative of his name. Right. So in taxonomy, it's like Michaela says, like 142 uh, birds whose common names um, are honorific. So they're named after people. Mm -hmm. Even if you look at plants and just any, living organism we talked about taxonomy before go check out our episode on that waterfowl gate and you know nice plug <laughs> right and you know enjoy that but a lot if you were to look at the scientific names of a lot of different living organisms like we say you have the genus and then the species mm -hmm. the genus is the first part which is capitalized in the species right all lowercase it's lowercase and all of it's in italics it's generally Latin, mm -hmm. and it's generally, if you were to translate it to some degree, possibly uh, indicative of what that species may look like mm -hmm. or, you know, characteristics about it. Or where it was found. Or where it was found, right? Mm -hmm. um, but with the species name, that's not uncommon for it to be that person's name. So an, an example of that would be the... <sighs> 
the scientific name for the organism. I think it's a is it protease or bacteria that causes bubonic plague? Oh girl, I don't know. It's named <laughs> is named after a man by the name of Yersin Alexander, if I'm not mistaken. And he was one of the people that basically like dis- discovered it and like described it. Mm-hmm. It's scientific name is Yersinia pestis. Or the so, so it's still his name. That's right? what I'm saying. So his okay. name is somewhere in that. So generally with name with with species that are named after people, somewhere in the Latin name. And right, the, the scientific, scientific name, name is going to be a Latin. I hope I didn't confuse y'all. It's it was a be, little it was a little bit confusing. Sorry. But yeah. to bring it home, right. even though this species common name has now changed. The scientific His scientific name, name or the species scientific name still incorporates McCown's right. Name. So it'll be different if it's if the scientific name. Right. And nothing. So so a lot of people are excited about this bird's name being changed. I mean, it, it like I said, it's great. I'm not saying anything about that, but it's still, you know, you can't change scientific names really, like because you know the there's just a whole that's a ripple effect guys yeah, and that's we'll a ripple effect <laughs> yeah like she said um but that kind of brings up my first question for you morgan um as i was reading this i'm just like and this is a this has become a debate now since this has been brought up do you think birds and species of any other kind should be named after people i'm gonna let you sit with that mm. <laughs> Gotta meditate on that. That's a sit in my spirit. Well, just to give you some of the arguments um, that I was reading, I guess both for and against, um, some people were saying, um, you know, you should name a bird. This is specifically about birds because now there's some movement called bird names. What is it? Um, Hold on. Bird names for birds. They believe, yeah. Very clever name choice but anyway they believe that birds should be named for how they look something like how like something that that's identifying right. characteristic or like their location habitat sense. it does um i've at first i was a little bit like i mean if somebody felt like they discovered it then why not right but then then i guess it's more so against than for but um a lot of the, the articles I was reading was talking about how the whole honorific system can be um, heavily associated with colonialism. Right. And how, you know, white explorers feel like, okay, we're venturing into this quote unquote new land. We're seeing all these quote unquote new things. I'm the first one to see it. I'm going to name it. It should be named after me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now give me your thoughts. <laughs> so that brings up something I wrote down. Um, to your point about mm-hmm. colonialism and all that. I mean, how do I say this? Okay. I'm trying to have an objective opinion, which I think I can, but I think like it's okay if you don't. We talk about scientific names and how they're important mm-hmm. for us to be able to communicate in the scientific community about species, right? Mm-hmm. Changing scientific names, I'll be honest, y'all, it stresses me out. Because yeah. look, look here, I've struggled learning scientific <laughs> names, and I'm like, y'all, come on now, look, if y'all gonna change this now, we gotta 
So we got to have a conversation about it. But I do understand the the argument and I do respect the argument that is posed about colonialism because this is something I wrote down that, you know, a lot of these, if not all of these species, mm-hmm. if we're talking about like the 142 birds that are named after people, more than likely named after white men. Yeah, that's what the article was saying. And They're pretty much let's all white say men. <laughs> around the 1800s and back. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not here to judge anybody because that is not my ministry. <laughs> and at this point, they all did. And they have received whatever judgment they're going to receive. Yeah. <laughs> but if we're going to be completely honest and transparent here, they were more than likely racist to some mm-hmm. degree, right? Like they more than likely would not be able to fit in with today because they yeah. would, they'd be canceled. They, <laughs> you know, they, they'd have some leanings that, that us today would say, that's not okay, sir. Yeah. The, um, who was McCown's participa- mm-hmm. participation with the removal of Native Americans, of Native Americans. being in the Confederate Army. Right. <coughs> Excuse me. That was, to a degree, common practice back then. Yes, it was. So we... T- we ain't saying it's right, We're not saying it's right. Like, we, but it was yeah, common. No, like, nobody is saying that this is right. But slavery was a common practice. Mm-hmm. It's the 1800s. Slavery was a common practice. Right. Um. So my thing is, I'm with the idea of the whole bird bird names for birds, the, you know, naming them based on their, you know, location mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Because, again, it's about communication and names mean things. They do. And as a scientist, and Michaela, you can speak to this as well. Names help us deduce things and figure things out without having to go too much in detail. So right. if your name... If the name of a bird lets me know where it's located, what it looks like, bam. That would make identification and honestly ornithology classes so much easier. I would appreciate that. And and to your point about how like um, changing the names kind of stresses us out, especially scientific names. So, like changing scientific names is kind of a whole nother ball game. But I before before reading these articles, I did not know this. Apparently, name changes in the bird world are not uncommon. Mm. They happen a lot more than we think. So the North American um, Classification Committee, which is a part of the American Ornithological right. Society, annually updates common names. Every year, they update the common names to reflect... Um, like maybe new scientific evidence about like maybe this bird actually isn't in this um, family. Yeah. Like um, what was it the Maui parrot bill? Yeah. It's not actually a parrot bill. So they had to change the yeah. name and it, they used like a local common name um, that the people from that community ha- had actually been calling it. So that just kind of got me thinking like, well, if we already changing these names every year, changing McCown's, Longspur, which is now Thick Bill Longspur, changing his common name should have honestly never even really been an issue. Right. And then so another question that this brings up for me mm-hmm. is, okay, we're changing names to be more scientific, right? Mm-hmm. As far as the location, what they look like, things like which again, mm-hmm. that's a great idea. It would make ornithology so much easier for, so for the people. Easier. Jesus, I wish we had that. Okay. <laughs> I just, it would be so much easier. It would. It really would. So we're doing that, like that's cool. But then my question is, is this solution to the problem? Because it's a solution mm-hmm. to a problem. 
is this solution where we stop or is this solution where we begin? Because a lot of times, how do I say this? A lot of times we respond to a problem with an immediate solution. Mm-hmm. We're like, okay, let's do this, cool. Mm-hmm. But that problem has layers and complexities to it that that solution does not meet. I see what you're saying. You see what I'm saying? Because we're not getting to the root. We're not getting to the root. Like, we're changing, that's cool, and that's a start. But that does not need to be where we end because racism. Brian, I think you were reading my mind. I didn't. I didn't know if I wanted to bring it up or not. Right. right. But we evenly yoked. We yeah. are on the same page. You, you're reading my mind because, like you said, people. It's great. Name recognizing that things need to change and making a change. But like Morgan is saying, getting to the root of the issue. Racism. We just not going to yes. talk about it now because the names of the birds have changed so we don't have to talk about it. Yes. And it's like the systemic issues. And we just going to speak from the black people's perspective because we are black women. Um, anybody else? Ministry. Yeah. Anybody else you want to chime in? We would gladly like to hear your input. Um, but for black people, it's like, okay, we're asking for simple things. Like when it comes to, you know, certain issues mm-hmm. of we're just going to put out there police brutality. We ain't fin- we ain't got to go all deep into it. But if we're saying, hey, we don't want our communities to feel like we are being killed by the people who are supposed to be protecting us. And your response is, well, let's go fix this issue over here because mm-hmm. it is problematic. And maybe that'll soothe right. it for the time being like. Again, great that this issue over here is being changed, but it's like the magicians, like kind of tricking you by mm-hmm. looking over in the other area while the other area is doing something completely different. Right. It's like if a person has a toothache mm-hmm. that may be causing their head to hurt mm. and you give them something to cure the headache, but you don't fix the, the toothache, tooth. you don't remove the tooth. You don't fix the issue. We not. We just still here. We're still that's a good. That's a good analogy. We're like still that. here. We're mm-hmm. still in this space, and that's my question. And I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna say something. And oh man, I hope that you know people are okay with this. I don't, you know, I don't care if you are, you ain't. But it is what it is. It's a safe space. This this whole naming thing. It's whole. Let's change the name and change the image. Let's be honest. It's about PR. People like. Let's be real. People yeah, because, want to look good. People don't want to be canceled. And I'm not upset about right. that. I am not upset if that's your motivation. Because this could have been changed in 2018 right. when that graduate student first brought it. Right. I'm not upset with people being motivated by not wanting to be ridiculed or whatever. That's a natural, I understand That's it. a natural human thing. Relatable. But the issue is what what is going on internally? Because if you're not really fixing that, then we're still in the same place. The example that I'm going to bring up involves okay. um, um, a university. Are we saying no university's names? No, we can't. I'm, we not, can, uh... I'm not doing that. Okay. I'm not doing it. I'm just going to let okay. people fill it in. <laughs> oh. Who has recently changed its, its name or its mascot quite a lot because the original name has been you know, subject to a lot of backlash because of its very controversial, very um, racially insensitive history. Do I know? Of course you don't. Okay, I'm just, okay, I'm, I'm following. Keep going. Do you feel like you know? I think I'm getting it, but, okay. but keep going. Yeah. 
And so in recently they changed their mascot name to these different things now. Mm-hmm. We we all are like, well, okay. Yo, y'all are that. And to be honest, they're still being called by the original name. But they're still being called by their original name because that's what we know. Because all you did was change the name. But yeah. did you change the culture of did the you, universe of the university mm, of the people who you know are the people who still want to be called that and identify with that old mascot? Mm-hmm. Are they changing? Are they having a you know a moment of re- a reconciliation or reckoning and being like, huh, maybe this is problematic? Are we challenging and explaining why these things are problematic? I'm not upset with removing, like when we talk about the removal of Confederate monuments, Mm -hmm. right? That's important. I'm not saying, first of all, they should never been put up. I mean, well, it was like we said, it was common at the time. But but here's the thing. It was common at the time and it happened. Mm -hmm. But what happens is you create an edifice, Mm -hmm. which is edifying something. That is oh, not, a big word, friend. I'm not dealing with you. No, I like that. That is <laughs> not download the dictionary app, guys. It will change your life and read. That's important too. Reading is fundamental, but which you know is edif- it's edifying something that we are not being honest about. And I always say this: like it's important to tell the truth the first time because yes. what happens is we don't tell the truth about these things, but they're up. They're being edified. They're being put up. These people are being talked about, being you know, given like in a great, in a great light. way. And then people get on the internet because it's they start free. reading <laughs> because it's free. Yeah, and they start to figure out the truth, and they're like, "Hold up, hold up, this Wait a person is not." that great no like what and you know they ask they start to challenge and ask the questions of why are we naming things after somebody who owned slaves or who participated in the genocide of indigenous people or mm-hmm. whatever or you know whatever they did there was why mm-hmm. are we doing this and why are we not telling the whole story and yeah, that's the real part. Like we're you not said, telling not the whole story. story. So when people find out the rest, they feel treated. Mm-hmm. They feel bamboozled, hoodwinked, <laughs> and people don't like that. And they don't like it. People do not like to be lied to. Well, sometimes, but oh yeah, but that's hard. But in this situation, <laughs> that people do not like to be led to believe one thing, right? And to settle on an opinion about something or somebody, then to find out it was all a lie. <laughs> it was all a scam. <laughs> Uh, you know that's a good point though so we have to the question is how do you hold the past accountable do Mm -hmm. you hold the past accountable because it impacts the present like racism ain't going nowhere and i'm not saying that humans have not made progress in that regard that we have not you know had what's the word good moments we have not bad Mm-hmm. And again, me and Michaela are black women, so our reference point and things are going to be different than say somebody else. But mm-hmm. we can talk about how the world, you know, the United States, <laughs> has a very long-standing tradition of racism, mm-hmm. specifically that of black and brown peoples, mm-hmm. and how this system and this long-standing thing let's call it a courtship shall we 
a courtship. Let's call it a relationship. The yeah. United States has had a long-standing relationship with racism. Oh, okay. I got mm-hmm. you. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm with you now. That has been financially and economically beneficial mm-hmm. for this country. Mm-hmm. And in and, and other ways beneficial as well. Not for the people who are on the receiving end, of course. Well, obviously not. So how do we have these conversations, especially when they come up in spaces of things like natural resources and environmentalism, Mm -hmm. which, again, we think should be free from all of that. But you can't have conservation without people, as you always say. Mm -hmm. You can't have the study of the natural world without people studying it. Right. And the reality is that Yes, this person discovered this species, or yes, they did this, but they weren't just a scientist, or they yeah. weren't just an amateur ornithologist. Mm-hmm. They were also a person living in a time period where slavery was legal, where the genocide of Native Americans was legal right. and socially acceptable, and they themselves were on a specific they, they side. They played into that. Right, they played into that. And so how do we hold that accountable so that's a good question actually one of the articles i was reading talked about how so are like, we changing all the names well that yeah okay. that's what some people were saying okay. like yeah we, we need go to, through the list this ain't the only bird or species name that needs to be changed mm-hmm. common name wise but one of the articles was saying how you know we don't necessarily want to discredit people who first discovered this species in there in that space or whatever but there is a way to recognize hey so and so first found this species when they came to wherever and still not name that species after them right still name it after like we said earlier um identifying characteristics Mm -hmm. location habitat what have you um and still like they, 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 we're not saying erase that person completely from history because I feel like that's what a lot of people might feel right. like when we're talking about removing Confederate um, uh, monuments and statues and all that. But we're just, we're not saying completely erase them. It's just like, hey, like you said earlier, tell the full story the first time, the first time, so that people are not upset later when they find out the truth and feel like they have been led astray their entire lives. That's all we're saying, and I think that's how you can hold the past accountable or, you know, whatever you were saying earlier. I think that that's a possible solution. Right. Not erasing this person from history. Just being honest about who they were completely. Right. And we're going to take a short little break right here. Um, Do you have anything you want to add before we take this little break? No. Okay. We'll be right back. Okay. So we're back. Um, And we're just going to... Bring it the bring the point back home. Um, so Morgan, friend, do you have any closing statements, wrapping up thoughts yeah. you want to provide so us? So just a couple things. I wanna I wanna kinda go back to when we were talking about scientific names and how they're named after people, things like that. And I brought up um Yersinia Pestis. I just want to go back because I wasn't quite sure on some things and I wanted to clarify. Okay, clarify for the people waterfowl gate situation. <laughs> Um, so again, the person that is credited with discovering it or, you know, co-discovering the bacillus that's responsible for the bubonic plague, his name was Alexandre. Um, you said the what now? The bacillus? Yes. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. 
that causes bubonic plague. The man's name, he co-discovered this, his name was Alexander Yersin. He was a Swiss and French physician, and he is known for or credited for, like, the name of the bacillus is called Yersinia pestis. Because he discovered it. Mm -hmm. I so got his you. name I see. is in it like that. So that's, I just wanted to let y'all know. Was he problematic? I, you know, I, I didn't go, <laughs> look, I didn't go that far. I didn't go that far. But at the I'm end of the day, it is what it is. He may have been, who knows. Um, people be problematic. People be problem. Humans, we could be problematic. We problematic. <laughs> but um, so just me wrapping up and kind of the conversation that we had, and we hope y'all enjoyed it because it's been interesting for us. Is you know going back to telling the truth, mm -hmm. being honest. Tell the truth the first time, y'all. Like, and I think that I think moving forward now we we're kind of understanding. We want to honor somebody and things like that. Mm -hmm. I'm saying you got to air it all their business, right? But right. It's okay to say, yes, this person did this and they did that. And they also did this as well. Because all these things, all of these things are noticeable. All these are Not noticeable, noticeable, notable is the word. Right. And for. all of these things have impact yes, on, the, on world the world and the people around them. And all of these things are Googleable. So yeah. you yeah. don't have to. I feel like if we did that more often, we wouldn't have to knock down monuments mm -hmm. necessarily if we could just be, if honest we were just honest time. up front and people would know. And therefore, what they're reading, what they're seeing, they're getting the full story and they can make their own opinions. They can, right. take, they can make yeah. their own decisions right then there, an informed decision and also be aware. Right. Right. That's a good point. Um, because like we said, people be problematic. Um, and if we're naming everything after people, um, who may have had questionable ways, you're going to be dealing with those consequences years later down the road, mm -hmm. possibly when that person is deceased, because now everybody's like, well, you didn't tell us that this person did such and such again, notable things, not just like, oh, well, I don't know. They cheated on their ex-wife. I'm not saying that's not bad, but you know, like, did that have far-reaching um, consequences on the rest of the world? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That's. Um, but anyway, that's kind of a a whole nother tangent Andrew. of mine. Um, but yeah. So, in 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 wrapping up, uh oh, just dropped my notepad. Um, so we want to hear y'all's um, opinions and thoughts on the subject matter of should birds or any species for that matter but um i guess we could keep it to birds since we, we were discussing um the thick bill long spur um do you think birds should be named after people um what are your thoughts on the bird named named after birds uh movement so we would love to hear y'all's response or any questions you may have um so you can dm us or you can email us at culture.conservation1970 at gmail.com. Um, I'll say it again. Email us at culture.conservation1970 at gmail.com. And if we have enough responses and questions, we'll actually dedicate a whole nother podcast episode to um, answering those questions or just responding to some of the things that y'all have said um, because we really want to know. Um, 
like I said, this issue got more notoriety um, last year after the summer that was 2020. Um, we ain't got to go into details, but, you know, it was pretty bad. Um, it was really bad. Yeah, it was. So, um, we like we said, people are just coming to terms in a much more objective way, I feel mm -hmm. like, because in, I feel like in the past, or even now really, but more so before 2020, um, people were taking a lot of these things personally. When, right. when we're like, hey, we don't like that, don't do that. It's not about you, you know, this is affecting us. Right. You know, we, we what's the saying people always talk about? Um, your intention didn't matter if your impact was. Right. Exactly. You know, opposite. Yeah, especially um, people are like, oh, I had good intentions. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. Right. I'm not saying that you shouldn't have good intentions, but your delivery is important. It got to be just as good as the message. We do an impact. So, with all that being said, we want to hear from y'all. Should birds be named after people? DM us, email us. We'd love to hear your thoughts. We will dedicate an entire um, podcast to that if we get enough responses. If we don't, we'll just move on and do something else. It ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, so but, it's up to y'all. Right. But we, but we would love to just um, engage with y'all on that discussion. And, and, and hear what y'all think. Yeah. Um, instead of just having what we think all the time. Yeah. Um, you have anything else you want to add, friend? Just want to thank y'all for listening, you know, to another episode. If you are new to us, follow us on Instagram at Culture and Conservation. Mm -hmm. um, also, make sure you check out our podcast, which is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcast. Yes. You can find us, you know, shout us out, tell a friend to tell a friend. Go back and listen to our old episodes if you haven't already. Yes. But just thanking, you know, everybody that's new and then thanking all of people that's been here for your continued support. We really, really appreciate it. We do. So we'll um, talk to y'all in the next episode. Bye. It's a wrap. <laughs>